in for a truly spectacular adventure. It's true. And here comes a helicopter overhead. No. Ping. We're going to have a lot of fun on this trip, and you're invited to come along. Now. Hit it, Joe. This episode, but we should start at the beginning. We haven't done ads in a little bit, but this episode yeah. is sponsored by the Ivermectin Council. This is absolutely spectacular. <laughs> Ivermectin, uh, buy, buy the paste that's meant for topical application to horses and then <coughs> eat it, because it, I'm sure that's good for you. I'm sure that's good for you. Yeah. Uh, the main thing you need to remember is that you got to hoof it on down to your local veterinary supply shop. That's very good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, speaking of you aminals. You have to hoof it. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of aminals, aminals, you have your 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 concrete yeah. aminal. So I've got my my yeah, my lawn goose, my concrete goose, currently dressed in a Hawaiian shirt with a lei cuz it's summertime, but of course it's mm. rapidly becoming not summertime. So I've I've found it necessary to order new autumnal outfits. Yeah. And I've I've linked them here. Um the one I think I'm going to put on first is the scarecrow outfit. Very good. Oh, look at him. Look at the boy. Yeah. Look at him. Oh. And then as it gets closer to Halloween, we of course have the pumpkin outfit, which I find delightful because it's just, it makes the goose even more rotund. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Look so at that's our little exciting. pumpkin boy. And then I'll probably have to get like a turkey one for Thanksgiving and then like a Santa one for Christmas, of course. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. I'm becoming middle class. <laughs> that's, that's how they get you. Yeah. Um, You know, you just, you, <clears throat> you have so much money, you need to spend it on... Uh, stuff yeah, like this. goose outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For you, <clears throat> mostly you spend most of your money into lawn care and decorating that, yeah, your. Goose. That's correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just how it is. So yeah. I'm sorry if everyone thought we were gonna be, uh, you know, wild and young and free forever it's yeah, we're too old case. for that frankly too frankly too old <laughs> i <clears throat> yesterday someone called me a young man oh they said you're such a nice young man yeah and i went i'm almost we 40 <laughs> you're a good guy <laughs> you can't call me a young man right i mean i'll take it yeah I'll take like, it. L- I'll, I will. I'll be like, <laughs> right. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this in the New York, the failing New York Times? No, I haven't. Um, I've been trying to. Well, okay. So here's one reason: is I opened this, and the New York Times has informed me that I've reached my limit of free articles. Which, okay. side note, did you did you see that they're making they're paywalling the wire cutter? Yeah. Yeah, Which, that's like, uh, I already didn't lame. really use it anymore because it's annoying, but, like, I mean, bye. Like, enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guess I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. It's not It's not the only rating site in town anymore, so that's fine. Whatever. Pay yeah, I... Wire cutter. They're <clears throat> basically gonna, yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, we have this great site. What if we ruined it? It's like paywalling the classifieds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which know. they also do. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, anyway, no, because no uh, one could build a website that could just do that for free. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Speaking of one Craig. Yeah. Craig the, New York, and his the, list. Failing, <clears throat> the failing New York Times. 
published this um, news analysis is what they're calling it. Um, oh, interesting. The U.S. Okay. is getting a crash course in scientific uncertainty. As the pandemic takes an unexpected direction, Americans, again, must reckon with twists in scientific understanding of the unexpected? virus. <clears throat> I'm so mad. I just Unex- like unexpected. How? Like what part of this wasn't expected? I That's what I don't I, understand. I, the first time I stuck my hand directly into the flames of my gas stovetop, mm-hmm. it burned. Right. But and then who the, could the have second predicted time you did it would it, happen you again? Like, what the heck? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty dude. sure that you know, like uh, 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 you know, doctors and health, public health officials, and so on, have been warning us of this exact, uh, you know, eventuality for some time, saying you know yeah. we need to get people vaccinated or it's going to get worse again. So yeah, no, this was not unexpected at all. <laughs> it's just like the 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 people will use this broad. This is not what <laughs> medical experts told us. Yeah, medical experts, like who are they? What like? They they trot out these people to toe the capitalist line to say, no, you can go back to work. And then when reality doesn't conform to their stupid, imagined, magical thinking, they're just shocked and befuddled. And I'm right. so sick of people like there's so many normal people in my life who have adopted this sort of dummy mindset. And I'm sick of it. It's just like you learned enough to understand this pandemic in your like freshman high school biology class like you learned about how viruses work the Mm -hmm. basic understanding of how an airborne virus works is enough for you to have predicted exactly how all of this is going to turn out it's not complicated at all right yeah yeah it's it's bizarre and this article also seems particularly bizarre because it's like what does it say here because I can't read the dang thing because the New York no, Times. Is... I mean, there's pretty much no point in it. But it says like, uh, I don't know. Well, it's, I it's the same it. sort of arguments, which is like, uh, it says scientific understanding of the virus changes by the hour, it seems. Uh, to which I would say, I don't think it does. <clears throat> it only seems that way because and you, whole, the, the failing like the, New York Times in which you are publishing is posting a new article every hour with slightly different information or a slightly different way of interpreting the same yeah. core information in order to make uh, the virus money. spreads only by close contact or uncontaminated surfaces, then turns out to be airborne. The virus mutates slowly, but then emerges in a series of dangerous new forms. Americans don't need to wear masks. Wait, they do. Like, that's not... <laughs> a lot of people were yelling about masks for a very long time, and also, like, I feel like all these other things are, like, you know, more of a calculated risk thing. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's probably airborne, but it's not as it's not as uh you know contagious airborne as it is in close close contact or whatever and i don't recall anyone ever saying that it mutated slowly so i don't know this just seems like someone who's i don't know complaining about the virus isn't going to make it go away like that's all i have to say to this person (laughs) yeah this is just like someone who has a low sq which is your scientific quotient like you just Mm. are dumb and you're and you don't understand how the world works you don't understand how like molecules move. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell these kind of people. Like the fact that you just like accept whatever floats past your person in the zeitgeist as fact is, mm-hmm. is, a, is the problem. <laughs> it's right. you. Yeah. You're the problem. Mm-hmm. Whoever, who wrote this? I'm calling you out. 
I'm holding well, you accountable. And also, you said a as you mentioned, manned the, volley. as you mentioned, the subhead of this is news analysis, which to me feels like a sort of euphemistic way to say that it's an opinion piece, basically, because that's yeah. more or less what it is. So it's like they're even obfuscating that this is not actual science or news or facts that you can right. rely on. This yeah. is just some bullshit that we're trying to sell. Yeah, yeah I, <clears throat> it anyway. makes me so upset. I'm just so I'm just I guess the thing is like. I can expect this from like a a media outlet, but like I just right. have seen so many people in my actual life adopting this mindset. And it's like, I don't understand what you think the utility of this is. I don't understand why you just gave up and accepted just to mm-hmm. be a dummy. I don't, ugh, it's just frustrating. I don't know. Um, get, let's get rid of this. Let's trash it. <laughs> Flush it down the toilet. <laughs> oh, wait, I got that one. Yeah. That's it. It's a big old, big old dookie, and we're getting rid of it. All righty. I've warmed in the micro wave. Oh wait, nope, don't do that. Oh dear. Oh, ooh. Uh, hmm. We've got a school we vertical here. Let's yeah. talk about schools. Something schools. I work. I work in schools. I don't know if people know that. I've talked about that. I work. Yeah, you had a delightful education. anecdote from this week. <laughs> I was uh, so I just got reassigned to help on an elementary campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been there years and years and years ago, but I haven't really been back there for a long time. I've, I've handled other places and other things. And so, um, but the support needs increased there. So I, you mm-hmm. know, got assigned there and I was walking around on campus yesterday and it was during recess and I was walking by the playground where like all the kids are, all the tether balls and what have you. And sure. Do you have tether? Was tetherball a common thing? I don't know. We had tetherball, but as I recall, it was often out of commission because, you know, either the tether or the ball was, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> there is yeah. some maintenance that goes into the tetherball. I just you wonder. You have to maintain is, the tether. Yeah. Is tetherball an international kind of thing? Is it like a U.S. kind of thing? Is it? Is it one of those things like the maypole know. that everyone used to have, but we've forgotten? Because I haven't seen that many tetherball setups like new tether balls, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Our international listeners, please tell us about what the status is of tether ball in your in your home location. Mm-hmm. Um anyhow, I was walking by the tether ball and all of these little like maybe like second third graders were like mm-hmm. very excited and I heard them like they were following me like through the other children. Like mm-hmm. running through crowds of children, running through tether ball games, barely missing a te- the ball, whacking them in the head, and they were just going like muttering to themselves, "Big chunkus, big chunkus, big chunkus." <laughs> and then I got to the building. There's like a building you got to go through to get outside. So I went through the building, and next to the door, there's one of those you know long uh, windows that like you know will be right next to a door. Mm-hmm. And I saw the kid, one of the kids, like put his face fully just like up against the the glass. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just uh just screaming like big chunkus like to his friends. And his friends mm-hmm. were like jumping up and down. And they mm-hmm. were like just so excited to yeah. have spotted the big chunkus in the wild. <laughs> Largest chungus, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I'm now Big Chungus, and I'm going to get Knuckle big, Tats. Big Chungus on campus. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, 
in, in less so, yeah. fun news, uh, did you hear about this this uh, school district in Wisconsin that um, they they decided to opt out of a federal free lunch program because they say, quote, students could become spoiled. Which is, you know, yeah. it's a fair point. You don't want to give kids free meals because then they might, you know, come to depend upon it or they I might knew- not deserve it, you know, so. You know those kids that you met growing up, like that you could tell that they always were able to get access to food when they were hungry, and they mm-hmm. were just the worst. Like they don't understand what it's like to sacrifice and go without and to have that empty stomach, which is like a good feeling that people should have for right. um for reasons. Mm, like mm-hmm. character? Is that it? Character mm-hmm. we're doing this mm-hmm. for? Hmm. Mm. I don't know. Probably malnourishing children doesn't have any effects on them physically or mentally or emotionally. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing is, you know, we don't want to produce a, quote, addiction to the to the free meal <laughs> service. Do not, my you friends, become, become addicted, addicted to addicted food. To food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's I think so I think you wild. and I are That's both are so both. American. I think you and I are both lunch addicts and we might have to take some time off and go to rehab or enter 12 step programs to get off of our addiction to having lunch. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I this was doing it. This became so uh, ridiculous and widely shared that I believe they've walked it back now and they've said that they are going to continue to give out free lunches. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, it, I guess, you know, it's so patent was so patently ridiculous that. Yeah, I don't know. In my opinion, everyone on the school board who made that decision should just resign because, like, clearly they don't know what they're doing. But, but that's often yeah, it's not just how like, it works. I don't, it's hard so. to see it, what the point of this is, other than to just punish poor people. Right. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would think that you would want them. This is the other thing that's wild to me is because, like, federal funding is like a lot of it is based on your free lunch program. So. Right. Most schools don't want to reduce <laughs> their free lunches because then they lose funds. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. That's bizarre. It's 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 obviously yeah. just a political decision, which is like, uh, yep. it's just a hundred percent pure unadulterated ideology. Ideology, and we do love it. <clears throat> um, speaking of food uh, and poverty. You see this cool headline booming business at dollar stores shows the widening gulf between haves and have nots during pandemic. Mm, uh, great. It's pretty cool. <laughs> there's yeah. just like, uh, there's like some cool graphs that show you how well, uh, the dollar stores are doing. <laughs> yeah. One, $1,650 like stores expected to open this year. Oh, dear. I feel like it's not a good sign because dollar stores are not like high quality establishments with like high quality products. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's a pretty point of concern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because mm. I rem- back in, uh, I don't know, about two, when, when was I in Oklahoma? 2002 to 2004. That was like my first experience seeing like all these dollar stores because mm-hmm. like we didn't really have them out here. Right. Uh, and it was just kind of crazy how like they were all over the place out there. Uh, but now, now we do. Now we got them too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a plague and a blight. <clears throat> <laughs> they're like, they're like the anti bodega, you know? 
Yeah, it, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Because like all the, they don't have any local products at all. It's all just like, you know, I don't know, boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese and stuff like that. So <clears throat> they're not they're yeah. not like a good like you're not wholesome, friendly ba- bodega like 7-Eleven where you can go in and get a uh, buffalo chicken roller, you know, hot off the grill. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's just like uh, just more fun news that we're mm-hmm. giving you here on the No Idea podcast. Um, yep. I know that's what you come here for. For so. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got a green vertical now. Uh, we did our school vertical. Now this is the green vertical. Right. Um, now my understanding is that the fact that this is a green vertical is uh, loosely tied together. So. <laughs> No, no. Okay. They don't, the listeners right. will understand. They'll, okay, they'll, sure. they'll, they'll see what I'm going for here. Uh-huh. All, everything is everything in this well, vertical is green. Lizzie, go ahead. You know, you go ahead. First, go right first ahead. article go from, ahead, the Los, from the Los Angeles Times, California builds a Noah's Ark to protect wildlife from extinction by fire and heat. So mm. uh, basically... Well, you There's, know, California's late, Californians lately are, you know, they're all like... I'm in the mood for some water. But, Boy, but there's I'm not a whole lot. There's just not a lot of water. There's a lot of heat and a lot of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty bad. But there's just a lot of very unique species of flora and fauna, both flora mm-hmm. and fauna, in that are going to go extinct. <laughs> So, for ants, for example, there's like a niterwort, which is a little plant that they're mm-hmm. that's about to go extinct that they're collecting seeds for. But it's basically how we're building this like facility to basically s- keep all of these things or maintain them. Like the little, the little, you've seen the little guppy fishes from Death Valley. Mm. They like live in like one pond, and they've like mm-hmm. successfully recreated. That pond hmm. in fiberglass. Wow. And are huh. try doing a breeding program. A captive colony of Devil's Hole pupfish, the rarest yeah. fish on earth. That's a heck of a name, I gotta say. So Yeah. But their pond is getting so low because of all the you know, lack of rain that they're worried that they're gonna go extinct. So they're they're also mm-hmm. doing stuff with like salmon and everything. I don't know. It's an interesting article, good to read, but you know, not a good yeah. sign when you start when everyone's building arcs, usually a bad sign, right. historically yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a solution. Uh, maybe. You know, we're not, we're not just about bad things. We're, we have a solution. Right. Yeah, this is from a, a Twitter account called Energy Ledger, energy underscore ledger. It uh-huh. says, um, the cap line distribution system that is a um, you know, strategic petroleum reserve uh, uh, distribution system is entirely engulfed in the path of Hurricane Ida. About one third of America's strategic po- petroleum reserve is in the path of a hurricane. Hashtag blockchain fixes this. Hashtag decentralize <laughs> oil storage. Um, yeah, store. Why don't you store your oil in the cloud, dummy? Right. What was remarkable was you know people were replying saying, "How does blockchain help you move?" oil like physically and their replies to all these tweets were basically like love your input thanks for the discourse and stuff like that so uh oh yeah here's a good one someone says you need to explain this because it makes absolutely no sense and energy ledger replied one word data (laughs) so 
Yeah. This is awesome. This is someone, my new favorite account. Someone said, finally, use case for blockchain. And they replied, love to see the community starting a conversation. Thank you, Steve. Okay, wait. Is this is this like our 2020 moderate account? This has to be a no, joke, right? No, it's, it's not. Because you oh, can I'm go to their website and stuff like that. Yeah. Their CEO is a guy named William Pete, which does sound like a fake name, but it's it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, I Why? did a little deep dive into it. The uh they're they're um the, the the guy behind it all um has like an MBA from an online university kind of thing. <laughs> Before he was CEO of Energy Ledger, he was a mail carrier for the US Postal Service. So I don't know. It's fascinating. Very interesting. Blockchain-based data systems offer emergency operations the flexibility and scalability we need to protect American energy. Our thoughts are with everyone affected. <laughs> yeah. This is just such garbo. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's incredible. Right. Yeah. Wait. It's, you know, I don't know. I don't think at any point do they explain like what exactly their blockchain for energy thing is supposed to do, but whatever yeah, good luck Incredible. to him. i guess it's a good grift if you can get it so it sounds like just an ad like it's like just an advertisement bit, yeah. for something blockchain for... fixes this this is just my response to everything these days is to say like bitcoin oh, well, just, fixes this so yeah, yeah blockchain fixes that for sure right. speaking of ads for people um mm-hmm. there's like a new disturbing trend in my neighborhood we talked about those people who left a book in my tree, remember they left like yeah, a like an right. envelope with a weird conspiracy theory book. Uh-huh. Um and then yeah, someone else left a a letter about uh uh learn if we we can learn more about Jehovah's Witnesses uh Okay, yeah, I got one of those too, yeah. Yeah. Um and it, it but was it was like also... it was like my friend and I was like I've never met you and I never will. <laughs> Was it was it on like a uh, line paper, but you could tell it was printed because that was uh, ours. Um, I don't think it was on lined paper, but it definitely had like a signature that was actually part of the printout kind of thing, you know, <laughs> weird. Yeah. So I got uh, w- but basically people have started putting things into our trees all the time. And I don't like this. Like yeah. there's a there's a little cedar out front by our driveway. <laughs> And oh, someone, that's improper I, use of cedar for sure. Yeah. As, as I was leaving this morning to get gas, I saw this thing, this white thing flittering like a post. It looked like a postcard, but mm-hmm. it was like attached to the tree with a little rubber band loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a picture in the show notes. And it's an yeah. advertisement. <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners what's going on here? Um. So... I guess to summarize, this is an advertisement for a golf trainer guy, but it's, um, well, so the entire background of the postcard appears to be like, you know, grass from like a golf course, but then the text on top of it is yellow. So it's not super readable. (laughs) Um, and then there's just far too much text on here. Can't, can't, can, can apostrophe cure your slice losing distance as you get older, back hurting every time you play. Tired of spending money on lessons that don't seem to work and buying the latest expensive new clubs and training aids? Would you like to change all of this in short order? If any of the above things are your problem, or if you just want to play better and beat your buddies, this postcard is surely your answer. Wow. This is Daniel Shauger, Master Pro, 
trainer of long drive champions and tour stars, learned the swing that a 64-year-old man used to hit the ball 515 yards. <laughs> I think it only actually says the word golf in it once, which is sort of amusing. Because <laughs> I kind of wish that it didn't, and you were just left to wonder, like, what are they talking about? But, yeah. <laughs> He's got a secret swing. He taught a secret swing to a 64-year-old dude who hit the ball 515 yards. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Did you ever wonder if there was a secret that good players know and you don't? Well, let me tell you this. There sure is, and it is not <laughs> what you have been reading about in the golfing press or what's being touted as the only correct way to do it. This is not the PGA golf swing students are going to be learning from us. This is, I don't know. This is a Facebook post, but printed out on paper, and I don't it's, like it. It's just wild because this guy has turned golfing into a conspiracy. That, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> It's this like, guy oh, I know is the, like I know the secret swing. <laughs> this guy's like driving on. Yeah. <laughs> but on, I don't know. That's uh but yeah, so that's what's going on in my neighborhood. Um Yeah, just a guy who's like hire me to teach you how to golf better. Speaking of greens, see see? Green vertical. Green vertical. Dan Dan Shogger Golf, the greatest ball striker who ever lived. And I just want to say <laughs> mood. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> speaking, anyway, of greens, speaking of greens uh yeah. glenn greenwald am i right there's mm -hmm. uh i don't want to go in too much of this because it's just kind of annoying and dumb green but green glenwald green glenwald has been um showing showing uh, he's, been, he's been absolutely on one lately <laughs> um about uh Chel you know what you know who's had it too easy for too long uh chelsea manning yeah, you know right and i'm mm -hmm. glad someone's finally holding her accountable for right. her terrible behavior of um potentially setting the course for a revolution and uh being imprisoned and tortured uh right. and being persecuted for being trans someone's finally gonna fight back right. against those things yeah and that'd well, be so great so what happened is that Chelsea Manning, you know, um, recently made a tweet or whatever, uh, or, or and you've got the article here that said, you know, that she um, friendship ended with with Glenn Greenwald, basically, <laughs> you know, yeah, like she doesn't um, says this was her tweet. It says, Glenn Greenwald, I don't have uh, 10,000 right now, but if I get it, I want to send it back to you from a donation you once did. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm terrified of you and everything you do. You're greedy, unprincipled, and I'm embarrassed forever considering you a friend. Um, I just want to say, first of all, we stand. Um, but secondly, <laughs> this this got Glenn so mad, uh, this starting on September 2nd, I think he's still going. So it's been like two to three days at this point. Um, so, yeah, so he's like extremely mad about this. And he was so mad about it that he dedicated an entire issue of his Substack newsletter um, uh, entitled All Communications Between Myself and Chelsea Manning Since 2016, colon, to debunk her innuendo. Um, so it's just a bunch of screenshots of his Twitter DMs with Chelsea. So. Yeah. Um I don't know. It's it's <clears throat> very dumb. Uh Twitter user Tom McKay at the Tom Zone was chronicling some of this. Um he screenshotted um where uh Glenn wrote her out outburst was predictably seized upon by the standard horde of embittered liberal corporate journalists with whom I'm proudly at war 
and went mega viral, which is a very uh, imagine saying that about fantasist something you view. did about anything you did. Yeah, yeah. and then it went mega viral. I would never it went say mega that about viral. myself. The standard so horde of embittered liberal corporate journalists. I don't know. This is Glenn continues to just decline rapidly into the depths of hell. So I just he's just off his rocker. I just like, yeah. man, he needs an editor, too, because that sentence doesn't yes. make any sense. Well, so. you know, that's the Substack quality promise you get. Of course. From yeah. All mm-hmm. these people leaving <laughs> mainstream media or leaving the editorial process basically you know because they frame it as like we're leaving mainstream media but it's not mainstream media that they're necessarily trying to get out of they're trying to get out of uh uh having anybody to tell them like hey uh you you wrote that bad right that sentence yeah, is exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh speaking of people who wrote bad things um i'm so angry the CEO of Sweet Green, uh, the overpriced salad food chain, um, uh-huh. has, yeah, and he has looks like a dumb greaser. Right? Yeah, incredible photo here in uh, in this issue in Vice or this article in Vice with him like holding some radishes while wearing a leather jacket. Um, he said that the underlying problem with COVID nineteen pandemic so far is that uh, most of the people who died were fat, basically. Um, in a LinkedIn mm. post, he said 78% of hospitalizations due to COVID are obese and overweight people. Is there an underlying problem that perhaps we have not given enough attention to? Is there another way to think about how we tackle healthcare, quote unquote, by addressing the root cause? Um, so, And then later he said, no vaccine, nor mask will save us and floated the idea of, quote, health mandates. What if we focused on the all caps root cause and use this pandemic as a catalyst for creating a healthier future? What if we made Excuse the food? Me? What if we made the food that is making us sick illegal? What if we taxed processed food and refined sugar to pay for the impact of pandemic? What if we incentivized health? Um, I don't know. This is a very bizarre, um, almost sort of eugenicist way of thinking that yeah, also you know benefits him and his you know fifteen dollar salad chain. So why is everyone? Know. Why is every boss? either secretly or both i guess a eugenicist or a pedophile like what is it what I don't is know. it with these people yeah it's yeah i don't know it's just like why do you hate people so much like why why is it always people are the problem you know mm-hmm. like you never confront the people with the power this is all capitalism's fault like capitalism demands that there be poverty and the result of poverty are these health outcomes. Like it's not that difficult. It's not hard. Like, it's just like, it's so, it's just like the same things. Like you learned enough in your freshman biology class to understand this stuff. And it's only you trying to twist in all of these pretzels because of your, uh, well, let's just say ideology (laughs) that you try to make everything conform to, it makes it so absurd and stupid. And like, just the fact that people keep getting caught up in this is just to try me nuts. And also like, stop, stop blaming fat people. You know, who's had it. Who's, who's had it easy for far too long besides the trans, uh, whistleblowers, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who are tortured besides them. Right. It's fat people. Fat people have That's had true. it, had yeah. it too easy. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we get to be mascots for famous, uh, American restaurants. 
Yeah. We get to tire companies. Um, um, we get to have people be like, yo, you should try doing stand up. We mm-hmm. get a lot of that. Uh, right. <laughs> we get a lot of like, have you tried X amount of diet suggestions from people? Which is yeah. which is pretty great. Uh yeah, have you it's tried just great the being sweet fat. green diet. <laughs> well, I don't even have a sweet greens near me. There's yeah. no sweet greens within like 60, 50 miles of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, no, this is was... the thing is there's there's these people who become these like healthy eating like fascist types like yeah or yeah. like vegans do the same thing too you know some people they get on a vegan train or they get on a healthy eating train they get on a keto train they i don't know it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like they they believe that you know eating salads makes them like healthier and then that makes them morally superior as well maybe maybe these are the people who would be going to church and rotary club Mm. but since those aren't really a thing anymore right like back now in the this 50s is the, or something yeah, yeah. No, so this is their out it's just a kind of person that you've right. got to find of, instead some of place learning to put the them. secret masonic handshake i'm spending 15 dollars <laughs> on some kale yeah and frankly like the masons are cooler like right i've been to the masonic temple they had andrew i've never seen so many urinals and so many pool tables also they don't life. typically post about their vague conspiracy theories on linkedin yeah, they just sort of keep it to themselves, which or you know, try is fine. to like encourage a national discourse, which would punish people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ah, uh, yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's it's it is. You can go read the it's, post. It's on the Internet Archive. It's linked in the article. It's um. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's basically bad. a boomer post, to be quite honest. Like it, it's it's very bad. It's poor quality. It's very it's little like, thought went into it. Yeah, it's almost up there with like people should have to have licenses to have children. Mm-hmm. It's like right. that that same that same booner boomer guy who thinks he's who thinks he's channeling um some stand up comedian like he's channeling Richard Pryor or something, but he's just a dickhead. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a green vertical. Okay. Yeah. Sweet mm-hmm. green. Right. Glenn Greenwald. Putting green or like golf greens, mm-hmm. the Bitcoin's green, California's nose art for, you know, environmental. It's all green. Sure. I stand sure. by it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What um, do you got? So you may have heard that the Supreme Court um, let a really ridiculous and like plainly unconstitutional <sighs> anti-abortion bill in uh, Texas stand this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh. A lot of pundits on Twitter have correctly identified who is to blame for this. Oh, uh, good. Oh, and that's and that's uh, uh, Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, sorry, Bernie Sanders. Huh? Um, yeah. So they're basically, hey. you know, it's basically this sort of logical chain of like, well, um, the Supreme Court was packed with conservatives um, because Trump won, and Trump won. Because not because Hillary Clinton was like a bad candidate or anything, but because Bernie um, undermined Clinton or people who voted for Jill Stein because they didn't want to vote for Clinton. Also toss those folks in there. Um, But yeah, so basically, you know, we've done the root cause analysis and it turns out it's actually Bernie's fault that um, and and not not the result of some sort of, you know, um, decades long scheming on the part of. Republicans in this country to basically make exactly this eventuality happen. So, yeah, a lot of blue checks who were saying like, "Hey, uh, well, indeed here, hey, Bernie Bros, you did this, guys. Sorry, but someone had to say it." 
<laughs> to which I would reply, I did, I did, I didn't do anything. Asha Rangappa, you you are wrong. Yeah, please. Former please FBI consider. special agent Asha Rangappa. So, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you could probably trust her judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no evidence to the contrary that it's bad. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a plainly ridiculous thing, and also just sort of, I don't know, deflects attention from like the actual issues at hand that we should be worried about. But sure. Yeah. Whatever. Sometimes I wonder if this is more for their anti-Bernie, like their an- their moderate base, or yeah. if it's just to piss us off. Yeah, Joe Filipovich says, uh, good work everyone who voted for Trump or Jill Stein in 2016 or didn't vote or undermine Clinton from the left because the Supreme Court doesn't really matter and it'll be fine. I would simply say that I don't think nobody made that, that, that many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, once again, inventing a guy and getting mad at them. But yeah, it's basically their their goal is to blame pretty much anyone but themselves for. Uh, the 2016 election, you know, like you can't, you can't accept that Hillary was just like not a very good candidate. Instead, it must be someone else's fault. So I don't know, but like, (laughs) I don't even think that really matters here. Like (laughs) it's so far past the point. Like it's, it's funny because it's the same problem that we have at work. A lot of times where people will be like, They'll be like, man, I don't understand why all, all these computers are having problems. They're, they're, you know, they're pretty new. They're like these, they're these like 2016 MacBook Pros. And I'm like, you realize that that's five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> that these things were made five years ago. Like, but like, we've lost all sense of time. Everything's like loopy, mm-hmm. but it's like, this was five, six years ago. Right. And you haven't moved on. Like you. You can't find any other thing to to fixate on. It's just like uh it's so strange. So strange. Yep. Never yep. never forget what they took from yeah. us, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm excited for this next article because I see that it's a it's it's uh, one Rod Dreher. Yeah, our good friend Rod Dreher, um, who's so Catholic that he became Eastern Orthodox, um, <laughs> and that's not a joke, um, has a- gone absolutely apoplectic because the Wiggles, the the Australian t- children's television program, has mm. introduced a character who is non-binary. Um, <laughs> that's what he's about. <laughs> and so he's written an article called "The Wiggles of Weimar." Um, which if you can't tell already, we're going to be in for it. Um, yeah. So you know what? This, this is, this, this is just so Orwellian, you right. know? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, they've introduced a character named Shirley Sean, the unicorn who's, uh, uh, uses they, them pronouns are non-binary. Um, which like it's a unicorn. So like, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. Um, but he says, what is the point of this? Why can't kids just be kids? Why do the sick, twisted elites of Anglophone culture have to force their obsessions onto little ones? Not even the Wiggles are allowed to escape the totalitarian sexual revolution. <laughs> Any quotes Damn, from Damn, totalitarian sexual revolution. What you are seeing here is another of manifestation of soft totalitarianism. 
I know what some of you are saying. There he goes again, that right-wing nut getting bent out of shape over kids. So sorry, but this is a big deal. They are trying to colonize the minds of preschool-age children with this gender ideology lie, which seeks to destroy the essence of man. It's disgusting. <laughs> Destroying the essence of man? Yeah. <laughs> they really are coming for our children. Do not be fooled. Uh, to which I would say, like, Rod, if it offends you, like, turn off the television. It's not. It's fine. So. Nobody's making your kids watch this. Mm-hmm. And then he has like the rest of the articles like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> is update this letter from a woman who studies as at an elite college that sends many students to government finance and policy. The emphases are in the uh, original letter. And this is just like, you know, someone's whole chain letter thing about um, do not trust secular schools, public or private, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. It's, well, and then there's some uh, Do not tweets that he's put in there. thinking that this gender ideology is going to evade you or your kids. If only you cut out the wiggles, it is everywhere. And the elites in charge either want it to be everywhere or spread it everywhere because they're indifferent about it because tradition has been wiped away. Yeah. That's the voice. Anyway, Rod Dreher has been hanging out in Hungary, a no- notable unproblematic place. But apparently <laughs> yeah. he went he went to the Vatican recently. Um and so he wrote this <laughs> he wrote this book um yeah. called The Benedict Option, which is like, you know, like a a, stra- a strategy for Christians in a post-Christian nation. And apparently he told the Pope that he wrote the book, that book, and the Pope uh-huh. just looked at him like he didn't know what the heck he was talking about. And Rod tweeted this, uh, which is an incredible self-own, basically. <laughs> he tweeted, the so. Pope has no idea who I am. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good work, Roger. Rod. Um, I, Roger, I keep, now, now I is his waiting wife, for him to I can't just, keep like, track. Is his no, wife ahead. possessed or not anymore? Because was you it, know, I'm not sure. Do I don't exorcisms? think we've gotten an update in some time. You can trust someone who's 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 involved in that, you know? Like yeah. that's that's the that's the kind of opinions I seek out. A guy who's obsessed about his wife being possessed and putting her through all sorts of arcane rituals. Mm. Uh yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, the last uh the last thing we have here is from the the Economist, a uh quite noteworthy publication. Was mm-hmm. their latest issue? Don't underestimate the danger of left identity politics. Classical liberals must understand what they're up against and fight back. Our cover this week, and it's just a podium with a bunch of arrows in it. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, and it like, says the threat from the illiberal left, and I just want to say, you know, um, the Economist really has their finger on the pulse here. It's true because uh, at, the, at our last DSA uh, general meeting, we mm-hmm. we were debating. Uh, you were stringing up bows. We're we're well, and we were we were talking about you know how we're going to destroy all podiums. So right, um, yeah. Well, I just no, think it's I mean, remarkable that here September second, the Economist has taken stock of what's going on in the world right now and said, you know what the biggest threat is right now. <laughs> it's the left. Sorry, this issue was late. We couldn't get it get it published because uh we were completely flooded, and then our uh, yeah. printing operation was on fire. Um, but yeah, the real it's problem just, is the it's left. It's funny because like the left is out of power in most countries right now. Like <laughs> yeah. historical ebb for you know uh, leftism in power, and and so they're I don't know. It's just like 
they can't even like seize the moment for themselves, I guess, because they're just too worried. <laughs> so I don't know. Someone did take uh, take a picture of their um, cover from from 2002 um, with a picture of Saddam Hussein that says the case for war. And they said, any update on this? <laughs> <laughs> I love to keep those kind of things in my in my pocket. Like, oh, yeah. Right. OK, but remember this? <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, this oh. is the thing is you got to remember that a lot of people who you know, and and media sources or whatever the Economist, you know, for example, you have to remember their history. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, you're you're the folks who you know argued for such and so dumb, stupid yeah, thing. They it's can't, like eh, they can't keep getting eh, away with this. <laughs> and uh, inshallah, they will they will not continue to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um. That's one of the beautiful things about the internet. The economist can... must be destroyed now more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and that's, that's something that I think all of us on the left can agree about. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, and if, uh, you can read the books, you can read the manuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me check <laughs> don't, that one Don't off. read the economist. <laughs> don't read books and read the manuals. Don't read the economist. Don't read the economist. Well, the economist is also rather expensive to subscribe to. Anyway, I mean, it is so. almost book sized, unfortunately or fortunately. Yeah. But I yeah. think if you spend all your time reading it and not books, you'll regret it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. This is so dumb. People listen to this. I know. People, it's true. People, people take many, time. Many out such of their cases. <laughs> they take time out of their day to listen to this podcast. And, like, um, it's preposterous to me. Uh-huh. Listening it's to a, this podcast, things of that nature. To you me, know? it's a vile act. <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Gabagoo. Bingo. No, one's, no one else is going to know what that's about. But that's just that's for fine. us. Anyway, you know what? Have, we really do do this show just for us when you think have about a, it. Have a good week, folks, <laughs> as much as you can, you know? Or, or you know what? Or don't have a good week, right? Like, have the week that you. that you desire to have. I'm not here to tell you how to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And on that note... I'm not like those leftists who are trying to force gender ideology on your children. I'm not going to tell you how to be. Correct. On that nope. note... Then, before I knew it, it was time to blast off. We do not care. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing